Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavich, and this is a podcast where readers can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out daybeautiful.net for more author interviews and book recommendations. You can also follow us on social media at Day Beautiful on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Today's guest is a Nashville-based singer-songwriter. She has released three LPs, earned a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist, and performed on Saturday Night Live, and is the first female musician to sit on the board of Farm Aid. Her debut memoir, Maybe We'll Make It, is out now. Please welcome Margot Price. Hey, Margot. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um... I think many people who might be listening to this podcast have discovered you from Midwest Farmer's Daughter back in 2016, and maybe they haven't picked up your memoir yet. I I always like to ask authors, what's the book about from your perspective? Um, The book is (laughs) kind of about what led me to to make my first album and, um, you know, just my life so far, kind of leading up to that Mm -hmm. time about. 2016 is where I end the book Mm -hmm. so not one of those like um memoirs that's like a bunch of name drops or anything with like all the cool people I've got to hang out with and all my famous friends it's like all my old you know friends in low places that I that I kind of came up with and people that I met along the way like you know Sturgill Simpson and Brittany Howard and um Caitlin Rose and, and folks like that. But it's it's really just a book about my my struggle in the music industry, um, mm-hmm. my with substance abuse, and kind of how I found my way out of both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was blown away by the book. I got sent a copy. And like I said, you know, I, I discovered you back when your first album came out, your first LP. And I won't talk about music too much but i am curious uh, as as someone who writes and and has and creates art all the time how and why did you decide to write a book <laughs> <laughs> well um you know i just it's something i've always wanted to do mm-hmm. really um it's something that's kind of been there floating in the back of my head but two things really spurred it actually happening and um you know, I think one is just really getting into Patti Smith and her writing and her memoir, Just Kids. And the other thing was the fact that I I had come off the road after finally getting my career off the ground because, you know, I was had a baby. I had my daughter, Ramona, in mm-hmm. 2019. And then uh, I needed something to keep my time occupied because I just... I was not, uh, I was not used to sitting at home. So I just started writing the memoir and thinking that I wouldn't put it out probably until I was like, I don't know, maybe like 45 or 50. But I thought, you know, I'll just work on this slowly for the next 10 years. But then I ended up working on it. uh, And about four and a half years is what it took to come to fruition because I did not have a ghostwriter. I always like to mention. (laughs) No. Yeah. And, and, what was it like writing like prose, writing long form uh, things about your life as opposed to, you know, three and a half minute uh, songs? Yeah, it was a great place to disappear during the pandemic because, mm-hmm. you know, everything was, the world was in shambles at that time. So it was a 
kind of be like almost blacking out and then going into this other time and, you know, being able to write about, about things that had, had happened that I had kind of buried or, you know, forgot about things that I hadn't really recalled the details of in, in quite some time. Um, you know, you lose a lot of the ambiguity and the, the metaphor and everything. It's um, much more time consuming than writing a song or an album, I would have to say. Yeah. One thing I, I love to talk about when people write memoirs is like you mentioned it a little bit, the idea of like self rediscovery almost where it's, you do forget a lot. And, and I, what was that process like diving deep into like the early part of your life? Um, yeah, parts of it were, you know, not as fun to, to recall and, I keep joking that memoir writing is like some kind of sick form of therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, other parts I, I look back with great fondness and was just glad that I got the stories down. Cause they're like stories that I tell to my kids, like the time that the horse took off on me and I almost broke my neck. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the time I got chased out at the cemetery by some creepy guy on a four wheeler and, you know, stuff like that, that was good to go into, but you know, I, I did kind of graze over my childhood somewhat quickly. I mean, I love my parents and they're, they're the greatest. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's tricky to, to kind of talk about your childhood when your parents are, I think sometimes. Definitely. Were there like diaries or like, did you have an account of all these, all this time or was it a lot based on memory? Most of it was based on memory. I used to keep a diary when I was in junior high and high school. And then I always was like writing in notebooks, but I've never been the mm-hmm. type of person like journal every day or anything. Um, most of my journals are just like I would be in the back of the van on tour and I would just like write some kind of lucid vignette about the show we played or, you know, about the tour in general, just to try to keep some of the details in there. So I do have, yeah, Jeremy and I have like a whole, an entire bookshelf in our house that's just dedicated to like journals and journals of song lyrics and um, scrapbooks. And, and so there is some stuff in there, but a lot of it was, yeah, just me talking with uh, a lot with Jeremy and a lot with other bandmates and, you know, old friends and trying to get like dates and times and places exactly right. Yeah. And, and, I'm I'm always curious. Did did your songs and and the music you had released like help with figuring out the time and the emotion and like the feelings of of what ended up in the memoir? Oh yeah, I look at albums kind of like children, mm-hmm. where it's like you remember their birthday and you know you remember <laughs> where you made them and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was really helpful. And actually, doing the audio book was so fun too because I included like all these old demos and there's like audio of me singing at, you know, 22 years old and 24 years old. And it's, you can just hear the progression of my voice and my writing. And so we went back through all of our old demos and all of our old notebooks. It was, um, yeah, it was at times it was hard to hear, but other times it was like, wow, that was a really good song. Or, you know, yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. I think, you know, I've talked to many writers who wrote memoirs, but not a lot of musicians who wrote memoirs. So yeah, I've always been interested in 
I like that you said you 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 think of albums as children because you know it's, it's a long process to get there and then it's out in the world and you, there's no control over it really. Yeah, and even you know like previous albums that we made that never saw the light of day, like you know some of them we would like print some CDs and we would you know make around of like fifty to a hundred CDs or mm-hmm. all the DX we talk about back then, but it's still we still kind of keep time by that measure it was like oh well we were in secret handshake and then we were in buffalo clover and then Mm -hmm. so yeah it is nice to have that to to go by because otherwise i mean jeremy's like really really good he has a laser memory for recording studio like just every who was in there who was playing what um i did remember later there was like one i think there was like one musician that i missed that i was like they were on that session too. But I really tried to like remember mm-hmm. every person that ever played bass or drums with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, like you mentioned secret handshake, uh, Buffalo Clover, and then, and then really, and then your, your, your solo career has kind of been since a very weird time. Like 2016 was, you know, a rocky year for America with like the election. And then since then a pandemic, do you like is it an escape for you like what is like are you able to like separate a reality when you're in the studio or on stage or like is how how is how's your relationship with that when you're creating art um well it it is an escape and it is a a place where i feel very free and i think you know we're all just searching for that in our lives these days as it's you know consumed and in different ways um it's you know i think music and and books and poetry and paintings those are like the last real things (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i do feel as you say you know like wow your career took off in 2016 like right as trump was getting elected i always said i said if my career ever does take off the world will end there will be an (laughs) apocalypse i you know i really did say that and i i i feel um like it's still giving me stuff to write about though. And which is mm-hmm. terrible. Um, yeah. It, it feels like a cruel joke at times. Like, Oh, then I had a baby. And then as soon as I get ready to like make my comeback, like the world shuts down and you know, then I come out of this pandemic and I'm nearing 40 and I just think like, it's uh, it's, it still is a rocky road. <laughs> For any yeah. Part. yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, your, your last solo album uh, came out, I guess yeah, like right right when the pandemic started that summer, um, and then then you you obviously started writing the memoir. Uh, and going back to that, art is an escape. An escape, and you talked uh, about, or you talked about how it, it couldn't be painful to go into some memories. Um, did you ever like feel when you were writing that you? Did you have to step away? Like, this is going to be too difficult to write about in my life. I need time. Or did you push through it? And it, was it like more cathartic or like more difficult to write about those moments? Um, you know, I feel like each of them are, um, are unique in their own way. But I did, I did put off for quite a while. I, I kind of like had a pause in the writing when it came time to, to write about my son and to write about everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the hospital. And so I had to pick a really special day for that. And I mm. kind of had like be in a good headspace going into it. But then it, you know, it kind of did pour me into this, um, just kind of a dark space for a couple of days. But um, I think that it is cathartic. And I think that when you, you know, it's just like therapy when, when you can say these things and then you can read them back to yourself, you can kind of give yourself some compassion. And I am my own worst critic. And I, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with that too. It's like, man, I have been hard on myself for like, all my mistakes, all my, you know, my drinking, it was, there was a lot of shame with that. There was shame with losing the baby, even though it wasn't my fault. You know, it's just this, we live in a shame-based society. So being able to go in and write it down, like it did suck at the time. It's just like going into a therapy session where you're like, man, this is not going to really be fun. I don't really want to do it, but it's good to help. And I, the older I get, I kind of look at my art as like a, just a, a buoy out in an ocean where everything is like spinning around out of control and the waves are just going. And it's like, hey, if, if I feel like shit, I'm just going to go, you know, sit down and, and write or, or pick up the guitar. Yeah. And then while you're writing the memoir, are you, were you able to, is your brain able to write music the same day you are writing like nonfiction? What's the relationship between the two? I always joke it's like uh, Joni Mitchell rotating the crops between her painting and her singing writing because mm -hmm. my husband was like, you haven't written a song in months. And I'm like, I am writing a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about it because it would consume <laughs> me. I would, you know, I go for like uh, runs in the woods with my dogs. I do a lot of hiking and, and running in the forest. And I would just, if I'm out there and I'm in songwriting mode, I get songs that come to me. But when I was out there, and I was writing my, my memoir, I would be like, Oh, I got to go back to that one spot. And I got to go in, I got to describe that person better. Cause you just, you know, you kind of obsess over things. So mm -hmm. I feel like now I'm back into songwriting mode and it's, I'm already thinking like, Hmm, should I write another book? I mean, I think I want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you should, uh, you're currently on book tour and, uh, well, what's the difference? Like what's the main difference between your like being on tour, playing, playing gigs and then going to talk about your book on book tour? Well, I don't have a, a, a pack of wild <laughs> animals running with me, AKA my band. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a, you know, we were just on, on the bus with my, my children and my mother and my band and my crew. And it was 14 people on one bus last weekend. Wow. And out here, I've just been like the Lone Ranger, um, you know, no, no rider in the green room. There's no hummus, but uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to stay in hotel rooms again, which I've, I've missed. Cause now a lot of the times we sleep on the bus. And mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always find like book events they're you know they could be so different from bookstore to bookstore and uh it's like I feel as a musician most of the time like it's like everything's in your control or you had some say in it and like bookstore events it's like oh uh you're going to stand over here now and the the light bulb's broken so you're going to read in the dark or something crazy. <laughs> I mean that doesn't happen but yeah. Um Yeah. 
You'd be surprised because I feel like touring is the same way. It's just there's so many different variables. There's mm. so many different things that can go wrong and you can show up like, especially now, like, if, you know, ticket sales are like down, I think all over the world because there's so many things going on at once. Um, you know, you just, you never know what you're going to get out there, but that's part of the adventure. I think the the thing that I really love too is that bookstores are, I'm getting to, it's smaller groups of people, you know, when I'm playing these festivals and shows, it's like a sea of faceless people and that, but I'm getting to like meet and talk to each person have like an incredible interaction. Last night I had a fan bring me like a box of chocolates and then somebody else brought me like a fish burrito and it's people bringing gifts all the yeah. time. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's always special. Yeah, people who, especially someone who like, uh, someone like you, who people have like been intimate with in the way of listening to like your your music and like music can do something to like a, a it's like a special relationship. I feel, but whenever I listen to an album, um, obviously I don't know you or I don't know you know whoever I'm listening to, but it's like I feel like I'm getting a better sense of of. of like humanity almost when I listen to a lot of music, like, and, and, and then some people now coming to talk to you, like who read your memoir and, and you've opened yourself up even further to people. It's like, yeah, it must be just really special to like get those interactions. It is. And I was, I was really um, frightened about as, as I got this book closer and I turned in the final draft, i started having second thoughts. I mm. thought, did I go too far? Did I share too much? Are people going to judge me? Are people going to, you know, hate me? Are people, it's like, you just think the worst and getting to meet everyone face to face and talk to people who say that, you know, just me being who I am is makes them feel better mm -hmm. about who friends or like, you know, other people who've just have been through big loss or lots of grief, like, it's um it's it's been exactly the opposite of of what i thought it was going to be so it's everything's been very positive so far that's terrific um you mentioned you're writing music is there an album on the way is that down the road you're not even thinking about it and you're focusing on the book yeah i've got um my first song ever on uh, the billboard charts on triple a radio mm -hmm. album coming out january 13th um that has mike campbell played on it from the heartbreakers sharon van etten mm -hmm. lucia and it was produced by jonathan wilson so i've been working on this in tandem with the book um i think people that have read the book when the album comes out they'll see a couple like chapter titles that are similar to song titles and um just kind of how they did influence each other. But I've been working on a lot of, uh, on a couple movie soundtracks. I've been helping a friend write a screenplay. And I'm also trying to write another record right now just because it takes so long to get everything done. So I am in the songwriting mode right now. Yeah, so yeah, writing albums, getting ready to release an album, helping with a screenplay. Uh, do you have time to read or listen to music just personally and enjoy it? I do. <laughs> what, what, what's been on your mind? What, what have you been reading? What have you been listening to? What's What's Margot Price enjoying right now? 
Well, I just, um, I just picked up, let's see, I have a whole stack of books, Kicking Up Dust, me and Patsy. I got that, obviously, because we just lost Loretta Lynn. And um, so I've, I've been buying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books on this book tour. It's been really, <laughs> you know how bad it is. They're like, you get a discount and you want to sh- support the indie, the mm. indie shop. Um, Leonard Cohen, a ballet of lepers. I'm excited to dig into that. And then also I picked up last night, the philosophy of modern song by Bob Dylan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I'm trying to think of the last book that I completed was um, well I just reread Flea's Acid for the Children because I picked it up for book paperback and he had added an extra chapter Um, yeah I just reread The Unbearable Lightness of Being too which I mentioned in the book and I had given a copy to my friend and she just gave it back to me um And as far as stuff I've been listening to, I've been really into this artist called S.G. Goodman. She's from Kentucky. Great, great songwriter. Um, The New Plains album Mm -hmm. with Katie from Waxahachie. Yeah. Yeah. That that Plains album has been on repeat. Uh, Like, yeah, Katie's music. I love it. Love it so much. I always recommend her. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's such a terrific album she did. So good. Yeah. Um, I also just read The New Low by this uh, author named Jennifer Lewis. Mm. And I loved um, Crying in H Mart. That was Mm. so brilliant. Such a beautiful book. Um, Yeah, I am... Yeah, I've also just been picking up like uh, the song of Leonard Cohen. Like Jeremy and I like to read um, kind of like whatever we're into writing at the time. I just mm-hmm. read um, Positively Fourth Street, which is about Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, Richard Farina, and Mimi Farina. Because I've been trying to write a bunch of folk music. Um, yeah. When we were writing the last album, we listened to or we read this book by Sam Shepard that was kind of about the Rolling Thunder Review and has a foreword by T-Bone Burnett. Lots of like weird, crazy poems and and cool stuff in there. And like that total, you can, if you read that book and then you go like, listen to my song, like Been to the Mountain and Landfill, you can like, you can see what you're pulling from in a very unique way. I want to thank Margot Price for joining the Day Beautiful podcast and talking about music and her make it you can find her at margoprice.net you can find day beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful as always i'm adam this is day beautiful and you're all beautiful